to introduce Sarah Perkins and Lucy Mavitt from the cast of The Welkin, our next main stage production from the 25th to the 29th of April. Welcome, ladies. Oh, should I say, Welkin, ladies. Oh, oh God, that was really late, wasn't it? <laughs> Sorry. And, and just the first time we've heard that joke. Oh, is that is the first time yeah. I've made that joke, so I feel I'm allowed to get away with it now. <laughs> so, good. Sarah, you have been a member of Putney Theatre Company for, I want to say about five years. Yes, yes, my first production was January 2018, so joined in 2017, obviously, for the... For Ladies' Day. For Ladies' Day. Oh, that was a corker, Studio listener. Show. That was a corker, mm-hmm. if you didn't see that, you missed a fine one. And now, Lucy, you have joined us this year. Is it really this year? Uh, last summer. Was it last summer? Yeah, last summer. summer. So I think I became a member in August and then did a few auditions and then got into Kinder Transport, which just finished at the end of... February. February. So that was Thank our you. sold out <laughs> show in the studio, Kinder Transport. Yeah. No pressure then, my dear, for this. No, yeah. no not at all. Yeah. <laughs> so character-wise now, so you play Elizabeth Lizzie Luke. I do indeed. And Lucy, you play Sally Poppy, who are the main protagonists. Correct. The Welkin, set in 1759, and the bit of context is Sally Poppy, your character Lucy, Mm -hmm. has been convicted of the most heinous crime of child murder, Mm -hmm. and your lover Mm -hmm. has already been convicted and hanged. Yeah. Duh, duh, duh. Yeah. So I'm playing Sally Poppy, who is accused of the murder of a child whose family she was working for, and both her and her lover are are involved in this crime, and he is he is sentenced to hang, and my character Sally pleads the belly, so she says that she's pregnant. Please the belly, that's yeah. awesome. I love that term. <laughs> so pleading the belly meant pleading that you're pregnant therefore you couldn't yeah, be couldn't executed be yeah exactly so the conundrum is that she is now saying that she's pregnant can't face the death sentence and so the town has to decide what to do with her and in order to make this verdict they ask um 12 i think a jury of matrons jury of matrons. matrons are required and they have already got 11 of them because most of the town, obviously, have gone to see the hanging. What of a course, lovely day out for everyone. Absolutely. <laughs> yeah, the, because the Waxes, which is the poor child, Alice Wax, who is our murdered child, um, they're the landowners, they're the gentry, they are Lord and Lady Wax, very important, obviously, to the economy of the town. Lots of people work for them. So there's a lot of ill feeling in the town against... Mm murder in general well I would hope, hope uh, unsurprisingly so. <laughs> um, and they really want to see these two people killed so yes they get that with uh, the lover and people are very upset when Sally pleads the belly and at that point the women realise what's going to happen but they don't move quick enough so 11 of them manage to be sort of 
corralled oh, into a, a dark, cold room with no water, no food, no nothing, no light, no heat. So, and they oh, wow. need a twelfth matron. So, so they don't get chosen. It's basically the the eleven that didn't move quick enough. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> it's pretty much how that. I mean, happens. that that's <laughs> like sheep in a pen. Except one or perhaps two. One of them definitely is totally up for this. Yeah. Wants to be there. Right. And a second also, I would say, probably muscled their way to the front of the queue. That's where we sort of the first scene actually of the play is the only one not set on this day which is a scene between mm. Sally and her husband so we're saying roughly that happens let's say a week before the right. rest of the action of the play mm. so it sets up nicely we see what the relationship is with Sally and her husband yeah. so it sets up nicely with Sally and her husband mm. so and it's his evidence that convicts Sally yes yes, yes. so it's not a very happy marriage that they have uh, Sally and Fred um, but yeah, as you say, the play opens with a scene between them. They're reunited after I have ran off with this man that I have fallen in love with. And this scene is when Sally comes back for the first time in a while. I don't want to say too no, much because I might give it away. <laughs> so she's an unfaithful wife. Yes, that is true. Yes. And so do we think he's a, he's feeling a little... Sour over that. Just a little bit sour, Mm. I think. So Um, the conviction and the evidence is maybe has been augmented, I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah. There's definitely a prerogative behind it. So we don't know if it's true or not. (gasps) No. Right. No. And then I'm assuming that you get tried by a jury of matrons, which always makes me laugh. Well, initially by a jury of men, of course. Justice being set up by the white man, delivered by the white man, for the white man. So this is, you know, we also have one of our matrons who was actually really keen. She's quite learned. She actually has got some really good points through the play. Oh, who's that? uh, That's our Anne Lavender. Anne Lavender. by Angel. Lovely. So there's a voice of reason there somewhere. Well, it's more that where it kind of starts um, echoing or or bringing up some more relevant contemporary themes. Yes, I was about to move on to those. And the experience of women. But yes, we'll we'll come on to that later then. Yes, quite a few. Yes, exactly. So so the reason why you're now tried by a jury of women is because it is a... You've um, pleaded the belly. Mm. And I'm assuming that in 1759... Not, not so dissimilar today that uh, men went, oh, I don't want to know about that, yeah. thank you very much. And also that there wasn't really much information about um, the woman's body. Yes, um, of course. And uh, science was only sort of just coming into play. And actually the role of uh, there being a male doctor was very new. It's very fashionable. Absolutely. So it, it's only really started coming mm. to the fore. But up to that point, yep, yeah, it was it was the women. The women did all the work. They delivered yeah. the babies. My character is the town midwife. Yeah. She learned her trade from her mother. You know, so she's there at this, at the scene of mm. all the births, pretty much, of all of these women. Mm. Um, and, and sadly, some not births or, or death. So 1759, it was obviously quite different mm. for women in general. Mm. However, mm, in many ways, not. In many yes. ways, not. <laughs> Which, yeah. And a lot of, yeah, and it's reflected in the play and some of the language, what they talk about. A lot of the experiences of women haven't changed because they can't change. Mm. Physically, women still give birth, although mm. obviously developments with cesareans and, mm. you know, and, and there, there are fewer birth deaths <laughs> yes. know, with, yeah. with childbirth. Um, but that is still a risk. It does mm. still happen. Uh, miscarriage, again, you know, 
you, you can't stop it and that happens it's very real for the women in the play it's very real for women today periods they happen can't stop that you know um, menopause all of these very female themes mm. that get discussed with a light touch I don't Absolutely. want people to be put off thinking oh no there was it's a the vagina monologue yeah <laughs> talking about periods uh, we're not it's not there to make people feel uncomfortable it's there just because it's a reality of, mm. of their situation and that's what they see you know and Elizabeth Luke who I, I play the midwife you know she's there at all these moments for these women mm. and it creates really strong bonds and friendship as it does today uh, yeah so it's just really interesting to see things that haven't moved on as well as those things that have very much mm. changed, you know. And it's set in a world uh, for the women, they're in the middle of the Seven Years' War, so my character's widowed. Um, it's not specific, but I think there's references. Obviously, men died in the war, so it's not inconceivable to, to, to believe that that's how she's lost her husband. Uh, also, it's not that... It's quite recent history for the witch trials in, in the area. Well, it's kind so, of sort of 12 Angry Men meets the Crucible meets the Vagina Monologues, isn't it, really? Yeah. Which is a, but men do feature in it. Mm. So if they're actually not on stage, although, of course, we'll, they're, they're Richard, who plays... He plays Mr Coombs, yeah. Yes. So he... The first scene that you see myself and Mr Coombs in is the second scene of the play. So when we meet uh, Lizzie and Mr Coombs, that's the second scene of the play. So Lizzie's already had a pretty awful day. So she, as a, in her role as midwife, has spent the last two days locked up with Mrs Lovell delivering her twins. Sadly, one of those twins did not survive. This is the 12th baby in a year that she's lost through delivering so she's having so a, she will she be blamed on. for that do we think in that is, time yes. we have very much a, so not only has she had a bad day at the mm. office but this is her 12th death in the yeah. year which as sort of chief midwife is probably not great for your record is it it isn't and that adds to the suspicion potentially and some of the stuff that happens through the play people do play on that and therefore Lizzie's reaction when people mention or even reference things like witchcraft or magic you know, you want to be really removed from that. That's yes. not good for my day job. I don't want that, you know. So this has happened to her. She's also in the middle of her grand wash today. She keeps the town whites bag. She's a busy woman. She's got multiple children. They're sick, which comes across in the, again in that first scene. You know, like women today, she's multitasking. She's exhausted. She's got work. She's got family. She's got lots of things going on. She's, she's a having, busy lady. She's a busy lady. Having a bad day, little does she know it's about to get worse. So know? if she's a busy lady and all this stuff is going on, she's basically the sort of the foreman of the jury, if I could be so bold. You would like to think so. However, she arrives to find a stranger has been uh, put in place as the forematron of the jury. So her nose is most definitely put right. out early doors mm -hmm. in that. Um, and you do see the women through the play really sort of aligning a little bit with Lizzie because she is, to all intents and purposes, she should be the full matron. That's how they see her. And there's a stranger that's come in. Um, so, yeah, there's an interesting dynamic that plays out through, mm -hmm. through that as well. Lots of the characters are have their moments really well written and actually mm. the other actresses are doing amazing jobs with much fewer words on the page and yeah, in the script absolutely. to really create these authentic real characters mm. that have just yeah brought them to life it's, well, it's Lois really brilliant who plays Sarah Hollis doesn't even yeah. speak doesn't even well, speak um, there's some really beautiful monologues in the show hope this doesn't give too much away about the piece but uh, it's really delicately written and there are mo these moments of like really heightened reality but then a lot of it is 
as you as we've been saying everyday realistic um conversation uh, that goes on between these characters, which yeah, these as women... is an actor's dream, really. Yeah, and I they're just think. getting on with their job. Yeah. So, yes, they have this, but nobody's really wallowing in their misery oh, no, absolutely at all. Not. It's very much, yeah. that's just the way life is, crack yeah. on. And the humour, then, that yeah. comes into the play, which is, you know, quite surprising at times, given some of the subject matter. You know, the audience really should know that they are allowed to laugh. Yes, yes. Okay. actually, okay. it is funny. OK, yes, there's black humour, yeah. but there's also outright humour. Like, yes. Don't be yeah. afraid. Have good, a good, giggle. Good. We'll yeah. be happy with that. Now, yes, Lucy, please. tell me about Sally, because we've heard quite a lot about the matrons and what their sort of background mm-hmm. is and what their day-to-day life is and their chores and challenges. Mm. Now, Sally... Yes, well, she's come from a very troubled background. Um, she has been raised up in a family, a working-class family, that, yeah, there's lots... Of, I don't want to give too much away, but... Um, She's had quite um, a hard start to life and then she's started working for various families around Suffolk um, as a as a maid, as a as a, a nursery maid. Um. Right, so she doesn't have a family herself. <laughs> no, and she's just sort of been thrown out into the world. She's married this guy who I think probably, there's not too much information on their relationship in the show uh, other than the first scene. But I feel like it was probably out of necessity rather than uh, love. Right. Um, so it wasn't a love match. No, it's, it's escape for <laughs> Sally yeah, from yeah. what is described as a pretty horrible family situation. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So, so she gets herself into this awful situation where mm. she has been convicted of murdering mm. little Alice Wax. Now, you kind of think, so your life is on the line. Mm. Wouldn't you go out your way to be endear yourself to these twelve lovely ladies? Who yeah, got, well, you would have thought so. Life in, uh, in the balance. Yeah, <laughs> she's she's a bit of a wild one, Sally. I feel like she in this yeah in the show it's a an absolute moment of release for her. I feel like she's thrown all caution to the wind and just gone. I have to follow <laughs> my my passion rather than she she's had enough. I think, but it's. I feel like there's definite moments in the show where it's hard to find empathy for her, uh, which I think will be interesting to hear what the audience has to say after having seen the show. Because there's definitely been moments in rehearsal where I've gone, God, she is a nightmare. (laughs) But as an actor... Um, But it's also really luscious to play, because it's... It's fun playing the villain, isn't it, really? Let's be brutally honest. (laughs) Yeah, Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, she can be nasty and and yeah, really rude to some of the other characters. And those um, insults that she comes out with, and that oh, they yeah. all come out with, are great. We're yeah. loving. I insults. hope you're pocketing yeah. them for use oh, every day. One hundred percent. Yeah, seventeenth yeah. century slurs are definitely um, uh, iconic. <laughs> so Lucy yeah. Lucy Kirkwood, who wrote the wrote the play. Um, it's a fabulous script. It's actually very funny. So mm. dear listener, when you're thinking. I'm dealing with child murder, 12 angry women on stage and talking about periods. You would be wrong. That is included, but it's very funny. For the other characters, the other women in there, which is very cleverly done, it would be very easy, I think, to make them all caricatures. Oh, absolutely. Of, you know, yeah. the menopausal woman, the... It's the slightly naive, yeah. yeah, it's, the, yeah it's very easy to have, to have pigeonholed each character into that role. But as a cohesive piece of theatre, it's actually really engaging. Um, Favourite bit so far in rehearsals? 
can we say Dickford? <laughs> I think you can. I think we have the lovely Carol Hudson who plays oh. Sarah Smith. And at times, she, um, like the rest of us, has been maybe paraphrasing lines. What? No. And just created a whole new town. So uh, instead of instead of Tivitshall, it came out as Dickford. And we were, where has she wrong? It's just, magical. I... It's a magical moment and yeah. there was a lot of laughter. Yeah. Oh my God, that's brilliant. We, yeah. Let us, not, us back. not fall into the mind of Carol Hudson. We I don't be. know how she does it. That's yeah. brilliant, brilliant. And for those of you who don't know Carol Hudson, which is why don't you? Because you're missing a trick. Carol is a very long-standing member of Putney Theatre Company who also was in Kinder Transport with Lucy yeah. and she I think is a character did we say that yeah. hilarious yeah I want to be like Carol yeah when, and I, when I grow up absolutely and luckily as with all the characters they're so well written you know the chances for these actresses to bring them out you know and uh, the comedy in it and we've got uh, Sharon playing Judith Brewer who tells the best stories the women there are loving it are laughing you know long and hard and she just delivers them beautifully so yeah there's Mm, there's some really enjoyable moments so lucy remind me your favorite part in the rehearsal process so far i really enjoyed the first time that we rehearsed at saint mary's church in that amazing space like above the the church was yeah just felt the rehearsal room heighten. I don't know why, just being in those sorts of spaces just make everything feel so much more epic. And as it's set above the courthouse... Well, yeah. has yeah. a familiar, well, like, oh, it's above a, a space, yeah. a community space. Yeah, but, it all yeah. felt very, very relevant. <laughs> oh, interesting. And, of course, now the set, we should talk about that because, as you know, we have quite a large stage area in Putney. And Kim, who is... Kim Dyers, who is the director, his vision is to make it... To have those huge um, proportions. Mm. I mean, the fireplace alone, honestly, you could fit a family of six in there, couldn't you? Yeah, um, and it's huge. Huge. <laughs> and so it, it's really interesting when I... When you're having those huge proportions, I imagine it's going to make all of you feel much smaller on yeah. stage. It's such and that's a, going to be yeah. quite an interesting dynamic to yeah. see. Obviously, it's in the process being built. But mm. I think from an audience point of view... That's going to be interesting mm. because will it be? Will you get that feeling of that sort of claustrophobia? Well, there you... are fourteen of us on the yeah. stage, yeah. which probably will help because yeah. uh, which Lighting. has made has made rehearsals yeah. quite fun when they've not been there and we're all sitting in the same chair. We found that oh, a musical <laughs> <was> chair, musical <laughs> chair. <laughs> when finally people do turn up to rehearsal, you're like, oh, oh, I'm oh sitting here. four people on one uh, bed. No, oh no, um, can we have that actually? <laughs> Maybe throw that into the rehearsal process today. <laughs> I think we should do musical chairs version. Yay! Yeah. Yes. Um, and Veronica, the assistant director, bless her, pretty much knows the whole play off by heart because she's been reading in yeah, for oh, everybody her. at some point because half the cast have been ill. Oh my God, yeah, of course. Carol and I didn't join for a little while because of kind of transport, so we were late coming into rehearsals. Yeah, and then there's been battles with COVID, which has been... And on and Annoying. on and on it goes. <laughs> COVID is, it yeah. keeps, keeps on giving, isn't it, really? Yeah, yes, yeah. Hopefully it means, yeah. Hopefully that means everyone's done, I think so we so. won't get any for sure. Yeah. But it also yeah. means that you do have the luxury of having an understudy. Yeah. But only one. Yeah, yeah. just one. Uh, yeah. 13 women, yeah. that's pretty tricky. So Richard Seahouse better not be ill. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That'd be interesting. Yeah. Well, we're all right, because uh, Alexi, who plays Fred, of the course, husband, is right. only in the first scene, so he's our standby. Not sure if he knows this yet. Alexi, note for you. Exactly. Uh, Start yeah. learning your lines. <laughs> Other people's, I mean. Yeah. yeah, and maybe he could pop on a wig and become one of the women. Mm. I think that's I'd love that's to see that. Perfectly possible. 
Well, they're, they're, I'm sure there's a version out there. Yeah. So, as an audience member, what are we? What are we in for? What are we going to get? What is? What is going to be our chief takeaways from the Welkin? I hope people will, because it's quite thought provoking. So I hope they do ponder on the themes. We've already said about how Sally is an unsympathetic character. She creates mm. very little little empathy. So does she deserve mercy? You know, it's a big mm. question uh, that we've been dealing with. That the different characters in the in the matrons have towards her their feelings towards her are very complicated because it's that, very easy to just paint her as a as a sort of pantomime villain in that way yeah but it really is. is quite it does touch on quite serious themes of well public execution mm. for one of course mm. this is 1759 mm. but if sally was a nicer person would that mean even if she had committed because she was nice and sweet would you let her off or is it because she's doesn't play into your into your gallery of being trying to get you on side therefore she yeah. deserves to be hanged mm-hmm. so it does open those as an audience member i think watching that you do start feeling quite conflicted mm-hmm. yourself thinking mm-hmm. it would be so much easier if sally was lovely go oh let her off although yeah. my question for you now is sorry lucy kirkwood if she's pregnant can't we just wait till nine months and then we'll know for sure well or is yeah. that therefore no play <laughs> Sort of with the audience, though, yeah. <laughs> it would be a very quick one. Yeah. Well, I did, but when I read it, I was thinking, well, there was one simple way of doing yeah. this, people. Well, I've, I do feel, though, at the end, as we've sort of touched on, that the Waxes are a very important family. Right. They have lost mm. a child, and actually, the facts are there. She has been involved, to what extent we will find out. But so she is, there is an element of guilt. And with the pressure from the ruling class, you know, they want to see that resolution and horde mentality. You know, they're out there. They've all whipped themselves up. You hear the noise ebbs into this room on various points through the play. The language that is hurled, you know, the abuse that we hear Mm. from the crowd, baying, mob mob mentality, mentality, baying crowd. Mm. You know, it's hard to not give them an outcome. So it's very much on these women to prove that she is with child, mm. which is a very difficult thing to do because she's back very in, early on. Back in, in 1759. Yeah, exactly. back in 1759. No scans Very then. early on in any pregnancy, you know, it's hard. To, so we, you know, there's lots of different ways they try and find out. Again, no spoilers, but it's really interesting to see how that plays out. Mm. I think for the audience and Sarah, your role as Lizzie Luke. Do you feel that your character is there really to to sway the rest of the women from one thought to the other, or are you very? How do you see Lizzie's role? So Lizzie is very much motivated by human justice. So we see in that first scene between her and Mister Coombs, he's very much representative of the law, justice right. and the law. So what is written in the law should happen. And that's those consequences come out. For Lizzie, she very much wants the a human human element in that. So it's more of a moral justice. So just because it says it in the law, is that really the outcome that should happen? And so when she hears that actually the women, all the women in the room already have come to the conclusion that Sally is guilty and that she's not worthy of consideration. She feels in her heart of hearts that's in that's injustice. So she needs to be there so that Sally gets heard, so that there is. It's yeah. really interesting, isn't it? Because it's it it touches on really the validity of modern day juries. Mm. 
and and probably not dissimilar. I'm sure it's a sort of a modern day court drama in many respects, mm. where you have do juries work? Should we have juries? Mm. You know, it's it's whether how seriously people take their role as being a juror mm. and whether it's like well actually I've got a lot to do I've got a wash to do when I get home yeah. so can we just like speed this along and that's it, all reflected yeah. like the characters there are really giving those things because and very practically mm. you know they have they have to do their jobs to live and yeah. to work so, so there, there is that in the play there is the intellectual character we talked about who does ponder more on how law is dispensed and that she really wanted to be part of the jury but of course it's a man's world that's not going to happen for her yeah I think what well, and What's so interesting from my point of view, playing Sally in the courtroom scenes, uh, if you like, uh, I'm very much an outsider to this group of women. These women are from majority, apart from one, is are from the same village. They all see each other every day. Sally, on the other hand, she like lives on the outskirts in about another village a few miles away which at the time obviously there's no cars public transport wasn't really a thing you wouldn't just pop into the next village to go to the shop it'd take you like a day to walk there so she so, doesn't really interact with the no, rest of the, but there the women there are some amazing moments of unity that are very few and far between but she has experienced a lot of the same things as some uh, as the other women in the room there are themes of abuse and uh, rape miscarriage miscarriage yeah pregnancy taking herself out to the woods to, to have a baby on her own because that was the only way to do it so really yeah really touching moments that are incredibly hard to hear i think sometimes as an audience mm. member but I really do feel Lucy Kirkwood has done an amazing job at making it a really light and, yeah, moments of lightness and and real humour, which is just, like, delicious to play with. So in three words, how would you sum up The Welkin? So for me, I think it is a relevant thought-provoking and surprisingly funny. It's thought-provoking one word or two. I mean, there are <laughs> some two words. Hyphenated is it? There's okay, some I'll, two words in there. But... I'll let you off. I'll let you off. Lucy, mm. how would you describe it in three words? I'd say uh, hard, humorous and dynamic. Nice. Yeah. Well, ladies, well, thank you very much for joining. Um, dear listener, just as, to recap, The Welkin on our main stage from the 25th to the 29th of April tickets for our website and social media platforms just in case i need to remind you www.putneyartstheatre.org.uk and the booking link is on um if you go to productions or even our homepage, it should be there do follow us on facebook if you're a member there is um, a members facebook group if you're not on that already let us know and we'll add you also friends of pgc you can follow us that way and instagram and twitter and also for the kids out there tiktok i know look at us so we look forward to seeing you thanks very much ladies enjoy your rehearsal today This is a real Putney Theatre Company production. Do share the podcast with your friends and take a look at our website, searching online for the Putney Theatre Company. So that's it for now. See you next time.